Hey everybody, welcome, welcome to Everything Goes. So I just, I'm actually I'm a little early maybe. Yep, I'm a minute early. Can you believe that? Can you actually believe that? I made it here a minute early. So we'll just give everybody a minute to get in here. I think today we're going to be into some heavy duty nitty gritty. So let's see what we got going on. Well, anybody, anyway, welcome everyone who's showed up. It's already come into the room. Uh, again, hopefully the show will be a good one. At least I hope, hope so anyway. I'm kind of right now giving myself a, an expirated injection. I was out today and I forgot my, um, my uh, ionizer. So now I'm detoxing. It's always good. Well, I, tr- I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know, the, um, it, um, I try to make sure everyone's aware and up to date on what's going on. Um, the, um, and not let anybody have this, this, um, I guess this lax, lackadaisical concept. You know, it's interesting. People have done things, you know, regarding these injections, and now they're all trying to, you know, get out of these things. And there's no way out as far as I can see right now. Um, I've heard a lot of shame, uh, fame to shame with um, different toys that make noise. But as far as I can see, nothing, nothing is what, Everything that's out there today that's propagating some concept that they can do something for somebody who's had these jabs, as far as I'm, as far as I can tell, is just bullshit. Most of it. So I have yet to see anything yet conclusive that will do what everyone's saying that they can. So, and a lot of the things that they're using will actually um, impact the nano aspect of it to make it even worse. So it's interesting what I'm seeing, and I'm. Um, I'm just basically having a wait and see attitude. See how long it takes before some some people start to really wake up. Uh, I just got an email from Denmark. I guess somebody's in the hospital there that has now having issues with the injection and they're hospitalized. So I don't know really what to do in that regard other than say, look, there's not much that can be done. All we can do is try something. But don't play with any kind of energy device because you don't really know what that's going to do to this technology. It's interesting. Nobody pays attention to the genetic aspect of it. They just think it's just some stuff they put into a person and that's it. And it amazes me the short-sightedness of so many people in this regard. They have no idea what they're doing, most of them. It um, it astonishes me. I got to say, it really does. So anyway, it looks like we've got a group coming in here. So I'll get started with the show. Um, I was listening to somebody sent me a, uh, a, a YouTube video. It's, it's out. It's, it's old. It's an older video, but there's a lot of pertinent information into it. That's in regarding to nanotechnology. So I got it. I, I fast forwarded to a point where um, you get an, you'll get an idea what you're dealing with. Now, mind you, this is, again, dated stuff. But for some of you, you've never heard this, some of the stuff. This is going to give you the idea how strong this material is. This is why I tell a lot of people that a lot of the therapies they're using is inert, will be have very little effect on it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I said that. I was actually I was a minute early. <laughs> I was one minute early actually. So, um, uh, I, I well, what happened was I I went out and I forgot my ionizer and I had to go to a couple places and over here in Canada to go to get your mail you have to go to a drugstore because they have a little outlet in the in the drugstore. So you got to walk past the cosmetic section, which smells like shit most of the time. Anyway, like you're in a chemical factory. And you got people walking around in there and God knows what they're carrying. But it's interesting. Um, there weren't that many people masked in the drugstore, which I found interesting. The pharmacists were. <laughs> here, they got, here they got access to all these drugs. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> they're wearing a diaper. So as soon as I got in here, I set myself up, got everything ready. And now I'm doing, I'm giving myself injections with my, my uh, spike. And I'm again, I'm spiking. So I'll probably spike while I'm doing the show for about 15 minutes and then disengage and I should be fine. Uh, what I, the type of injections that these are called, these are called um, um, exoporation or, or, or uh, basically what it is, you put a solution on a material and you run a static charge or a charge through that material, which again uh, delivers it through the pores. So I got certain things that I use that I combine certain herbal extracts, and I'll, I'll again pump it into me. And before you know it, I get I turn green, get nine feet tall, grunt. I'm the Hulk, and I leave tall buildings. You know that kind of thing. So, <laughs> oh, you're, well, I, oh, you're, well, yeah. Well, I'm using one late. <laughs> I'm using one late. How you doing, everybody? Hey, everybody who just came in, welcome. Glad you made it. All right, I'm going to get into a recording here, which I think um, uh, will do you a lot of good uh, for a lot of you. So you'll get a better perspective of what I've been talking about. Now, some of the stuff, is, like I said, is dated. Um, and... Uh, but there's some pertinent. So this will give you an idea what what your adversary uh, is about on some level. All right, give me a second so I can. Looks like I gotta find the thing again. All righty, give me one second. Here we go. It's freaking crazy. We can't even do steel more than what 20, 30, 40, 50 yards without having to put a structure in place. This shit. 820 miles dead straight out. These things are freaking cool. Nanotech. And here is scale. On the right-hand side is a human hair. On this side, this is actually a cluster of nanotuberase. They've actually got it from a, a production side of things where they can actually now build these things on mass. No longer are they constraining it to the uh, the small labs. They're actually building up another couple of slides on this stuff. But these things are freaking amazing. These are single-walled nanotubes. They do single-walled, multi-walled, all sorts of other wonderful stuff. And depending upon the, how they're built and depending upon how they're rolled will depend upon the properties that these things have. We'll get into that in a second. But the cool thing about it, as it says on there, you look at the size and the scale, you'll get about 80 thousand of them across a single human hair. So at that point in time, you've taken the concept of hacking a human from putting an embedded device to literally having it at an atomic level. Start thinking about that from a detection capability standpoint. So 
microscopes, nano things, nanosecond action. The whole concept here is how do we get technology to interact with the human? And this is where we take a step back and we look at what Hollywood versus what, uh, what reality is. So how many of you guys have seen the blasted G.I. Joe movie with the nano, what the hell they call those things, the nanomites, the voracious nanomites that ate everything? I have a slide at the very end where it shows eating Paris, and I'm like, yes. That, we're a little bit far-fetched on that. Big Hero 5 movie, the carbon-based nanotechnology that he builds, that's not so far-fetched. The ability to have swarm capabilities at a nano level is getting closer to reality. Now, we haven't built it to a stage where I can have the little critters on stage come up and lift me up and all that crazy shit, but we're at a stage where we've got the capability to communicate independently with these things and communicate as a swarm with these things. What else do we have? Honey, I shrunk. How many of you guys remember Honey? How many of you are old enough to remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? It, it, when was that done? 90s? 80s? Yeah. Some of you guys were, yeah, you were not even a twinkle in your parents' eyes. Needless to say, that's a little eh, iffy on that one. Transcendence and Ghost in the Shell. The ability for nanotechnology to do healing inside human. Now, it might not necessarily be at the Terminator level where I shoot you and instantaneously you're like, and it's all good to go again. But the ability to put an object inside the bloodstream that has the capability to heal you is actually on the roadmap. They've done clinical trials with some of this shit, and it's freaking awesome. They've done it. Oops. Please hold. We're having a technology malfunction. I'm probably walking around too much. Yeah. Yeah. The kilt falls down, we got problems. It ain't going to be pretty. And there are no piercings. You didn't need that image, did you? <laughs> All right. So we're not, although this is all kind of fiction and all this is kind of cool and kind of crazy, when we start talking about computers and we start talking about technology, especially those of you that are coming up through the ranks, we want a better way of putting it, rather than the old farts with the gray and purple beards, this is some of the things you need to consider. These are some of the areas you need to think about. It isn't just traditional security or IoT security or vehicle or anything along those lines. We've now shrunk the system down to an atomic level. So what can we do to influence that, both positively and at a hacking level? Three different ways of building these things. Nucleic acid robots, freaking awesome. Molecular machines with DNA structure that can actually build other machines at the nano level, freaking amazing stuff. You now have the ability for an organic system to build another organic system given an input string. Bacteria-based. This is both good and both scary. Again, if you go back to RNA and you go back to some of the most effective viruses, they also make some of the most effective building blocks. So what are we looking at doing at nanotech? Taking E. coli and injecting it into our system? Kind of scares the crap out of me. 
Nanoscopic assemblers. These are freaking amazing things as well. Atomic and molecular level machines and assembly lines. So we talk, talk talking about building not just the nano machines themselves, but also the tech that they can use. So the whole idea is you need to build a semi-complex robot. If I'm going to attack something inside your body, let's say a kidney stone, I need a series of actions. I need a nanobot that's able to find the stupid kidney stone. I need the actual bot itself to be able to swarm together to be able to produce an ultrasonic sand to be able to break down that kidney stone. And by the way, I needed to be able to swim up the bloody bloodstream to find the damn thing. All of this stuff is being built independently at the moment, but they're looking at how they can build this together. And that's kind of where we come in, because we're like, great, you're building that shit. How do I hack it? I don't want it to go to the kidney stone. I'm going to send it to your heart. How do I do that? I can do it at the biology level. I can hack you at that level. It's kind of fun stuff. Now, how far along are these guys? How much of this is real? How much of this is sci-fi? This is kind of cool. This was actually produced, uh, EIPL's lab produced this, I think, two or three days ago. This is nanocomputations. They've actually managed to get it to a stage where not only can they build these things, but they can get them to actually recognize characters, recognize alphabets, reproduce them. And now we're getting to a stage where we can program. I've got a couple of slides on that one. So we're not we are no longer looking at single systems. We're looking at slightly more complex machines. We're looking at production systems that can start building really, really nice, you know, one, two, or three instruction type machines. We have the biology capabilities to communicate. And this goes back to building them as well. This is where this stuff gets really funky and really friggin' interesting. Depending upon how you roll up your flat nanocarbons will depend upon how their properties are. So if you take a piece of paper, imagine taking a piece of paper and rolling it up. If you roll it lengthwise, it'll conduct electricity. If you roll it horizontally-wise, vertical, whichever one, roll it in a different angle, it will actually have other electrical properties. So now your single piece of paper can both conduct, transmit, run as a semiconductor, run as a transistor, all of these other kind of things. It's freaking awesome stuff. And it's stuff that we need to start thinking about and considering. Yes, we're having fun with an IoT village, but give it five years and we'll have a poor looking cadaver on the table jacked into a network, jack going, hey, let's hack the human. Let's make the left arm flop. Okay, we got it. <laughs> Let's make other things rise and fall. Okay, I want to I want to point out here. This was made in 2016, and everything that he's talking about, where we were at at that time with this tech, we have gone way, way, way beyond it. That's why when I warn people about using frequency devices now, because a lot of people have this illusion that they got some magical power coming from their, their so-called technology, they don't realize what they're dealing with. When people always ask me, hey, can we do something about these jabs? Chances are there's not a lot you can do because it's fully integrated into the DNA. And the operating systems are alive and well. So when we're looking at 
this stuff. Since really nobody knows, most people out there, they're selling all this shit that they're selling. Have no idea what they're selling and what this will do to the system. Everyone's thinking that nanotechnology, nanobots, or nanobiotech, or nano, period, is just some inert metal. Some kind of, you know, mass or whatever that can be knocked out by just, you know, using some sort of magical wands or, you know, some kind of concoction. And I keep telling everybody that this is an, a self-assembled, self-repair, self-replicating operating system, and it's an adaptive program. And you just explained that to you, that depending on how it's designed, and you got to remember, it can change and alter its design just by its own induced programming. This is what we're up against, okay? This is what we're really dealing with here. So when you got all these... And I'm, tr I'm putting this out there because I had an interview with somebody and uh, I realized during the interview, I mean, whatever I was saying was going to have a nominal effect. I mean, when it came to herbal things, it was fine. But when it came to the tech, it was way over the person's head, way, way over. And hey, how you doing? Again, anybody who's come in, welcome for the recent uh, entries that come in. They have no idea. And, they, and, they're, and I, I think they were trying to recruit me to sell their, their technology. They have no idea about anything in regard to this. So before you guys buy anything that has to do with tech, what you need to understand is no matter what frequency ranges you're dealing with, you need to do research on that frequency, whether it's a terahertz, gigahertz, millihertz, uh, megahertz, uh, uh, petahertz, whatever frequency you are getting, you need to do the research on the effect on nanotechnology. Because if you don't do the research on the effect of it on nanotechnology, what you're going to wind up doing is buying something that may actually trigger this thing to do something that it was never designed to do. This is why I don't uh, encourage anybody using the bucket, the triangle, the, uh, the uh, spike, or the surge, because we don't know what will transpire in, in the effect of this tech. It doesn't take much for it to alter its program, not at all. It has an adaptability to be able to do that. It's designed to adapt to our internal environment. So what he is saying back then that they were in the uh, prototype stages, they are today doing it. When you're, when you're hearing Elon Musk talking about a neural net or neural link, okay, eight, 10 years ago, that was just a, uh, a dream. That was a concept. That was something on a, on, a, on a blackboard. Today, it's being done. When your cell phone can hack your DNA just by you holding it, this is why I say anybody owning a cell phone is playing Russian roulette by having five chambers loaded with a bullet and one chamber empty. That's how bad this tech is. And that tech is talking not only to your DNA, but it's talking to that internal technology that you have already engaged inside of you. And it's delivering oper operations and programs to that technology and to your DNA without you being aware of it. That's why it's very important that you are aware of what you're dealing with. 
instead of listening to all these 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 schmucks out there that don't know shit from their ass, you need to take the initiative and become more educated in this because you're going to see a lot of these people playing with toys that make noise are going to turn on something and they're not going to be able to turn it off. And I'll tell you what they're also going to be doing. They're going to think that this magical toy they got is going to shut it down and they'll continue to use that toy, not realizing that the nanotechnology inside their bodies has adapted to that frequency, has morphed, and now has no. uh, it will feed on it. See, this is the thing about this stuff that makes it so dangerous. The more you hit it, the stronger it gets. Now, if you wipe out its operations, you wipe out its programming, you put it to sleep, put it in sleep mode, you erase it, it's a different ballgame because now you have completely taken it out, taking, taken out the parameters it's, it was made to function. Now you have inert properties. But this is where, like I said, you will not get that in regard to, or you have to literally overwhelm it. And a lot of this technology out there will not do that. And the higher the, the higher the frequency ranges you get into, or the more potent frequency ranges you get into, the more it adapts, the more powerful it becomes. Like I said, this is something everyone needs to understand. How many of you seen some sci-fi shows where you know you got a guy and he's in some sort of prison, and the more he's the more he struggles, the stronger the prison gets because it's using his energy. Ever have you ever seen you know, these kind of things? The guy's struggling, he's trying to break the barrier, and the more he exerts, the stronger the barrier gets. This is the same type of technology, same type of uh, concept. The harder you hit it, the stronger it gets. I've had people use the spooky after we told everybody not to use the spooky or the ripe or the um, or the uh, uh, zappers or the tens machines because they charge this thing up. And one lady used the spooky after we told her not to use the spooky. She got talked into it by a friend because they said that we didn't know what we were talking about. It had exponentially expanded to such a point that she was oozing green shit out of her body, literally. And at that time, uh, Brian, Brian, and myself were not that advanced yet. We were just uh, we were just beginning to crack the code on this stuff. And and in her, it launched. I mean, launched badly. And we we tried everything we knew to help her again at the time we had very limited knowledge about this stuff now today something may have been able to get done but back then we were like i said we're just we were just initiatives in this understanding and you got to remember too we we didn't have anybody to guide us you know we had nobody to give us a hand and lead us by our you know we had nothing so again and the searches on it back then were a lot more difficult what we had to access what we had to um places we had to search to find anything uh the extrapolations we had to make in order to you know connect the dots the theory the theories we had to do you know it, it's it was incredible um said okay nano's huge obviously but something for those who are getting okay this is where you're not getting it either why are they getting these clots? It's because the program is creating them. Okay? 
It's using the proteins in the body to assemble. It needs, um, it needs what it needs. Okay, team, a lot are hard. Anything, uh, barium from tra trails is depleting potassium of the body, which is causing the issues. I just found out I was dangerously. Uh, yep, but it's not just the potassium that's being taken out. Okay, it's not just the potassium being taken out. You got to remember, you got aluminum up there too, you know, and the aluminum is removing the magnesium out of your body. For the heart to function, you need potassium and magnesium with taurine, which, which then taurine regulates the potassium and the magnesium in the heart to work uh, uh, properly. You know, so again, everybody welcome, come on for coming in. So this video I'm playing here, Okay, a lot of things he said already are very pertinent. Uh, yep, there you go, bail, the barium and aluminum. Uh, plus, you got to remember, there's also silica up there that they're raining down, thorium, uh, strontium, which are radioactive materials, and there's another couple of forms of radiation up there, plutonium and some other stuff. You got other metals like cadmium and mercury that's up there as well. There's a bunch of shit up there that is coming down, been coming down regularly. And as I, I said on yesterday's podcast, um, the next main event is going to be aer aerosoling. They've already started. I think what happened here with all these snowstorms that we got hit with across North America and other parts, what we got hit with was what they dumped on the ground. So went, when they hit it with a frequency, it will release into the air. Look at China right now. They started that shit all over again. They're saying, and uh, like so I was listening to an East Indian network, and they were calling it, I was so surprised, they were actually calling it the Wuhan flu. I said, imagine that. Somebody had the balls to call it what it really is. The Wuhan flu. And it's amazing to me you know, that they're, they're saying it, but we're not saying it here. This thing was designed in China, you know, with the help of scientists from all over the world. But now what I'm thinking next is coming. Um, uh, uh, is the fact that we're going to be seeing an aerosol uh, outbreak. Um, where's what from? <laughs> I see potassium in everyone. Where, uh, where is that from? I don't know. I'm not sure where he's located, but every every area, Cherie, has a different, slightly different variation to these chemtrails and to these frequencies. So some people are going to have deficiencies in one thing. Others are going to have deficiencies in something else. Some will have iron deficiencies. Some will have copper deficiencies. Some will have electrolyte deficiencies, depending on the amount of aluminum uh, that's raining on them. Uh, what can the... What can she... Take the helper. Who are who's her? Oh, my daughter went to. Oh, my went to. Oh, my daughter went to ER last night. I hauled us up there, but did not make it before she got test done in her nose. And a positive result. Well, what you can do is, if you got a triangle or a bucket, put the triangle or a bucket over your her head and start pulsing it. Do it daily. Uh, even several times a day, so you can disengage the operation. She has been cleaned up until last night. Okay, well, hit it, hit it with a um, 
Pulsium. Is that what he's got there? I thought he said potassium. Where'd he go? He says, paint is covered from peeing a lot or discomfort barium from with uh, depleted. Yeah, it says potassium. I see potassium here. Where are you getting potassium? Maybe we're reading two different things. Okay. Um, is hive real? What do you mean by hive? Define that. Um, is that why the flights are being canceled? Where? To China? Yeah, everyone's not supposed to be being redirected from China. Because um, um, they're supposed to be having a major outbreak. You know. You're in New Brunswick? Okay. Um, can a pregnant person safely take SCS also? Uh, no, I wouldn't do it. It may cause an abortion. This is not... This is not, uh, this, this stuff will, if you got the tidy bowl man up your ass, he's coming out. HIV, oh, HIV and a HIV is real, AIDS isn't. Uh, the AIDS basically means acquired immune deficiencies. It's, just, it's another acronym like COVID. Okay, you can't get AIDS. It's impossible to get AIDS unless you can, you can somehow capture a, an acronym. HIV, yes, there is a exosome inside the body that your body can normally suppress or, or contain it's when the immune system becomes uh totally un, uh, uh um compromised and that something like that can happen um um uh, there you go so you got other you got so you got some advice here you know but the main thing you got to do is you got to disengage the operating system of that of that pcr uh, like I said, they're, they're putting shit in that too. And again, it's designed to hack the, um, uh, hypothalamus pituitary pineal axis so that way they can, it can, um, integrate and again, network the brain and the body and the, and the biochemistry of the body. So like I said, what this guy is saying, what they were playing with at the time, they're now, they've gotten way past that. Tony, do you think? The salt and vinegar pack will help the the oh, sinuses and seizures uh, if I put it on the third eye. Well, I don't know about that. You know, the third eye or the, the frontal lobe of the brain is is uh, primarily uh, saturated with nanotechnology. You know, they talk to you about you know has you got fluoride or whatever calcium deposits up there. That's all bullshit. I have pulled so many wires and fibers out of the center of my forehead, it's not even funny. And that's what's causing a lot of problems. So it, it, the putting the um, salt and vinegar pack on the, on the head isn't going to affect the seizures. You need to use things like taurine and stay away from all glutamates uh, because that's, uh, you, you can use GABA, glycine, and taurine to reduce seizure effect. And a lot of times the seizures are, again, a result of specific either mineral, mineral deficiencies or um, uh, protein deficiencies or, some B, or even some B complex or B vitamins. Um, 20, spiking an area for 20 minutes could co uh, cause a pain uh, after a day. How can you explain this? That Thank you. Well, because your, con your muscles are contracting, uh, contracting and relaxing. 
you're you're running a spike through the area. So of course, again, it's just like if you've been lifting weights for an hour, and the muscles get tight. It's the same thing. The same thing, unless you're overdoing it. I mean, I, I'm 20 minutes maybe up too much for some of you. You know, I always tell you five to 10 minutes is really all you need. So if you're going 20 minutes, maybe you could be overdoing it as well. Um, all right, let me get back to this because I think need to, we need to further educate each other about your adversary here because uh, it's gone now past just nanotechnology, nanobiotech. Now we're talking nano and genetics integrated. integrated. But taking a teaspoon of baking soda every day be beneficial for the body to keep it cleaned out. Well cleaned out taking baking soda has benefits for sure but it, i mean what do you mean by cleaning out you know baking soda i mean you got things that will clean your cleanse your system for sure but baking soda basically acts as a neutralizer of some of the acids in your body including your digestive system one study said with um wi-fi inhibits vitamins and mineral there you go uh from bacteria and stuff if you're going to use antibacterials baking soda would not be my first choice I'd probably tell you use iodine or borax uh, or vitamin C or copper, zinc. Those would be far better choices. Uh, there you go. Yeah. When we're looking at these things today, you got to have a different mentality than what you've been taught as far as alkalinity and acidity goes. There, that, there's an aspect of that that, that is true, but you got to start looking at it more from a point of charging the cells and charging the tissue. So when we're looking at, you know, what am I taking here? Because if you look at your body completely, you know, most of the functions in your body require an acid and your body is loaded with acid. Just in your digestive system alone, you have four acids. Hydrochloric acid, uric acid, uh, sorry, five. Acetic acid, lactic acid, propionic acid. You have five acids just in the digestive system, which you really don't want to fool around and screw it in regarding to neutralizing those acids. Those acids need to be at their optimal function. And a lot of foods you're already eating are causing these acids in your body to become neutralized as it is. That's why a lot of you can't digest shit. A lot of you can't go to the washroom because you're not processing nothing. And without those acids uh, with the bacteria in your gut, you can't convert B12, uh, B3, B1. You can't convert to zinc and copper. You can't convert certain proteins. So it's important that you, re you realize this. So the more you charge, the better it is. Last night, I took a colloidal gold I made through with the maceration method. I took zinc and copper with it, and I went to bed. Now, I woke up this morning feeling a lot more uh, revived. I only slept like five hours. And so I knew I realized that it had given me a charge. Now, realizing what I also did, I shouldn't have mixed that combination. I just should, should have used a zinc citrate or, or a copper citrate uh, because I use a chloride. And you should never use chlorides with, the, with gold. But I did it last night just to see what would happen. So, But anyway, now i got to neutralize some of that stuff. But... Anyhow, when you take things that can charge your body and charge it, because I was talking, we were talking with Cherie and we are talking about uh, the effect of the electricity in the body. And if you're charged, if your cells are not charged adequately, you can't regenerate. You just can't regenerate. You don't have the power 
to, to stimulate or to initiate the construction that's required. So start looking at what you're doing from that perspective. You know, I was thinking about this the other day in regarding to a, a graph. When they tell you you have an acid and alkalinity chart of 0 to 14, right? So if the blood is at 7.34, I think it's 7.34, 7.34 is actually your zero point. That's where you're, you're, you're in, the, in neutral. So I often say if you're between 6 and 8, that's where you're charging primarily. Now, if you go on past 8, you're in a positive charge. But if you become too positively charged, you imbalance the system and you can get cancer. It's called alkalosis, which again can, can bring on cancers. The highest uh, people that eat the highest alkaline diet in the world are in India. They get cancer. That's why. If you go the other way, if you go in the other direction, in the minus direction, again, you can get cancer. So you want to optimally be in that six to eight range. No one's going to be exactly at seven, seven point three all the time. That's impossible. The moment you raise your voice, you put yourself in a state of acidosis, according to their, according to their graph. The thinking we need to start thinking is how efficiently are we charging our cells? Now, manganese is a mineral that charges your mitochondria. Your mitochondria is the power, the, the power base for your cells. It too is a is a um, um, it leans in the in the area of the positive. So again, these are things that you you know you need to realize. That's how we got to start thinking because in the in the chemistry of our bodies. Things need to be activated, and what activates everything is power. You know, so again, it will work. Um, yep. Can drop iodine on skin? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Iodine can also be taken with. Okay. There you go. Everyone's helping each other. Good. I don't even have to get involved here. Yay. Look at that. This is cool. You should never use chlorides with what? I missed the word. Chloride shouldn't be mixed with gold or with any iodine. Okay, because uh, again, if you mix uh, chloro gold with any kind of chloride, it can have an effect on the kidneys. It can, uh, it can have a shredding effect. So uh, again, last night I was just trying something to, again, with this concept of powering up everything because uh, chloro gold is one of the uh, elements that, that your body does have in it along the spine. And it's used to energize the brain and used to energize in the um, regeneration of the skeletal system as well. So I wanted to take it last night before I went to bed to see if I can uh, increase the charge while I was sleeping so I would repair better. I think I lost a half inch off my waist. So it must have stimulated something. Um, um, so there you go. So again, and okay, now... To clear up something else, somebody wrote Cherie about, you know, how I say I'm not, in, you know, into the alkalinity and whatever. She's using the pH test to give her a gauge of where you're at on the power level. And she uses the term alkalinity and acidity because that's what everybody's familiar, familiar with. We're not really talking about the way we should. Are we positively or negatively charged? Are we neutral? Are we balanced? This is what we should be saying. 
because with the with the pH uh, test, they will tell you basically if you're leaning one way or another that you're either, you're either discharging or overcharging. See, like I said, the the um, if you go too high in the alkalinity, you get into like what they call alkalosis, which again is more difficult to get to neutral than if you're at acidic, because you can neutralize acid a lot easier than you can break down the alkalines. So again, just keep that in mind. Okay. What about colloidal silver? Colloidal silver, if you're actually buying a colloidal silver and not a nano silver, again, it's not something it's not something you should be taking uh, unless you need it because it, it can break down DNA and it can disrupt your colon. Contrary to what they tell you about it not affecting the bacteria in the colon, it is an antibacterial. So it will affect the colon in a negative way. This, it's like taking antibiotics. You only take them when you need them. So taking silver all the time is not necessarily the best thing. There are better things you, that you can use than silver. And I'd rather use copper and zinc and manganese and boron and uh, potassium, sodium, chloride, magnesium, because these are in my system. These are what my system has predominantly. So if you got iodine, you got selenium, you got zinc, you got copper, you got manganese and boron, these are what boost and charge the immune system. So you really shouldn't need silver. Silver is only silver should only be used as a last resort, in my humble opinion. Um, you mentioned using a cap pool distilled turpentine with four salts, uh, borax, baking soda. Why? What is the, the benefit? <laughs> All right. When you're adding turpentine to a solution, what is the, what is turpentine? What does turpentine do? It's a solvent. What is your skin coated with? Protein and fat. So for these other elements to be able to get into the into the skin or to penetrate, sometimes you have to break the lipid barrier down so the salts can penetrate better. So turpentine is a solvent. And again, it has a lot of properties that are antiviral, anti-mold, anti algae, antibacterial, anti-exosome. So you have uh, not only a penetrant, but a healant. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I go into the whole thing about the charge because I, I, I trying to get people to not get caught up on certain things. But then they're worried about every little nook and cranny that they're eating. And if you took the time if you took the time and looked at your body and look at how many acids your body actually has in it. Just look at all the acids, ascorbic acid, malic acid, citric acid, phosphoric acid, sulfuric acid, hydrochloric acid, um, propionic acid, acetic acid, lactic acid. Uh, I'm missing one there somewhere, but anyway, butyric acid. These are just some of the acids you have in your system. Then, you have, then you're consuming proteins that have 21 amino acids. So the acids are there to create a reaction in the body to produce the chemistry or the electricity or the energy required for the body to recover, regenerate, to function. So I, this is one of the reasons why I say I don't get caught up. Uh, this is why I don't get caught up in the alkalinity and acidity aspect of it because it's just chemistry. One is a reactive, one's a neutralizer. So one causes one to react. 
Okay, all these coenzymes that these things are that the proteins are producing with minerals, the antioxidants are all is all triggered by acid. So when they're telling you to get neutral or to become more alkaline, to become more alkaline in, in some cases is not a good idea. Okay, cancer is not necessarily caused because you're too acidic. It it can uh, it can trigger cancers because of other things inside your body, other pollutants, other other contaminants, hormones, uh, factory resi residual solvents, exhaust frequencies. These are what causes the cancer. These are what's triggering a reaction in the body, a chemical reaction in the body. And again, it could be triggering a, a overproduction of acid or oxidizing agents because the body is trying to burn out some of the stuff that is being damaged or has been assaulted. So when you're, when you're taking the electrolytes, when you're taking the minerals, again, it, it, they can neutralize some of the acid overload and it can also uh, create the right chemistry to neutralize whatever is being broken. Is it possible to use DMSO to increase the skin's ability to absorb things? Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. All right, let me get back to this because I think, like I said, everyone needs to be fully educated on what we're dealing with here. Uh, needs some suggestions for an aunt, uh, an aunt and client with psoriasis, uh, both non-vax. Okay, well, psoriasis is usually a lot of times it's caused by the grains they're eating and the cereals and the rice and the pastas and all the other stuff. And usually when you get people off of that, a lot of times it clears up on its own. A lot of times. I've had people with severe psoriasis on the elbow. As soon as they stopped eating the breads after two months, they went back to normal. Uh, you know, no corn, no bread, no soy, no rice, no rye, no, you know, any kind of bread, no any kind of grain, any kind of pseudo grain, oats, barley, quinoa, buckwheat, all that shit, gone. Then also you can start giving them things like uh, evening primrose oil. You can they can again an omega six. It's usually the omega sixes that clear that up as well. In my experience, so you can apply the evening primrose oil or borage oil on the area, consume it, um, and just keep an eye on the diet. You know, uh, you may want to give them a little iodine to again regenerate the glands. And again, if you can get them. To do electrolyte drinks to increase their body's capacity to charge up, you'll find that they may expedite the healing in that area as well. Okay, uh, it makes my hair fall out. Uh huh. See, there you go. Okay, I'm going to get to this before somebody asks me another question. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, pay attention because this guy's got some good stuff, and if and if, uh, and I'll interject. Um, with you know where we're really at. Okay, hold on. <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. I mean, you think about it, so the really cool stuff on this thing is applying other kinds of biological. <laughs> I thought I was getting a dinosaur. I'm not getting a dinosaur. I'm getting a nice old lady. <laughs> All right, so it's kind of cool because you get the ability now. So you build a transistor, logic gates, the very basic building blocks of computers. 
You can now build them at a molecular level by simply applying oxygen to one half of the stupid thing, at which point now you get a single logic gate. So you start getting these things to mesh together, you start getting them to communicate together, and all of a sudden, you have the ability to hack these things. And we go, oh, you know, it's a long way off. But if you take price, which is always a good indicator of acceptance and adoption. So we go back 15 years, it cost about 1,500 bucks or so to get a gram of nanocarbon tubes, single wall tubes, not the complex stuff. You basically fast forward to 2010, 50 bucks. You now go this year, I did some research last night, $2 per gram. You can sniff nanocarbons as opposed to white substances. It's cheaper. Not sure what it'll do to you, but it'll be fun. Kind of interesting stuff. All right, break for a second. DNA computing. If you guys haven't done research on that and you feel like having a let's take this step by step by step. You want to hack the human. You obviously need to build your tools. No different than if you hack a computer system. No different than hack an IoT system. You have all these steps to follow. Well, at this level, it's exactly the same thing. You have to build the technology. You have to understand the platform. I keep thinking the freaking di Where is he? If you see him, let me know. I will shoot him. I'll wing him so we can keep on doing it, but I'm just going to be nice. But the nice thing about this is it's the same concepts that we have. We build our system. Now we have to encode it. And in this case, we've got a couple of other different ways of doing it. GE. Sorry, guys. I'm going to get another cease and desist letter at this point, aren't I? Otherwise, we just accept it. They have a team, they've got about 80 to 100 scientists that are doing a whole bunch of research on encoding this gear. You take a look at DNA computing. If you guys haven't done research on that and you feel like having a geek couple of minutes, it's amazing. The ability for us as humans to store data is phenomenal. I was at a presentation a couple of months ago out in New York neck of the woods, and they were talking about using cockroaches to exfiltrate data from data centers using near-field communication and some other shit. A simple cockroach, 50 gigs worth of data. Who needs a freaking USB stick when you've got cockroaches? I'm like, holy shit. So the ability to put data into our DNA, sod just reading it, sod carrying a USB drive around, we are our own freaking walking, soggy, squishy hard drive. So why not take advantage of that? The ability to use molecular and electronic capabilities. We are also a walking battery, if you think about it, ignoring the matrix and all that other crazy shit. We're a walking battery, for crying out loud. And if you take a look at what we've done in the last hundred years on traditional computing, science these days is relying and looking at that. Now, the problem is they're looking at it from a, hey, this is really cool perspective. Rather than the last 20 to 25 years worth of security knowledge, going, hey, this shit's cool, but look what we can do to it and how we can break it. And that is where part of the problem is. Nice thing about this one as well, you've encoded it. Well, how the hell do we actually get it to, onto the system? Well, do a little bit of research. There's actually a really cool hardware language called Verilog. 
You used to use it a long time ago. Well, the scientists have gone, hey, that's really cool. It's basically you can write directly into chips and hardware systems. If you haven't messed with it, I strongly advise messing with it. It'll probably give the car people nightmares, it'll give the IoT people nightmares, and it'll give all the critical infrastructure people nightmares. So please do it. Cello. Look up Cello CAD. This is a program that the scientists have actually written to directly write from our world, the language that we understand, into a DNA sequence. So you want to know you've built your machine, you've encoded your machine, how the hell do you get it to do something? This is part of it. You start looking at algorithms. Basically, the cool stuff on this one, it all works off of a gate principle, no different than an XOR on, XOFF side of things. It's really, really fun. How much fun? We're going to do some science. We hacked E. coli. Total amount of fun. We actually did a whole bunch of biological hacking. So we took the RNA sequencing of E. coli. We actually took the code. So on the left-hand side of the screen is basically the Verilog sensor capability. So what modules are doing, it's simple coding. This is base. This is like assembler level and lower. We took that. We were able to basically get it to a stage where we could DNA sequence what the code was actually doing. The species, the times, the operating conditions, the gate technology. In other words, you take E. coli and you say, hey, don't be E. coli. We still need the RNA capabilities. We still need you to be able to sneak by all of the human's defense systems. But instead of being E. coli, I want you to maybe go after a different type of molecule. In this case, a cancer molecule. Okay. This was something they talked about five, six, seven years ago, and they still, you know, uh, uh, the idea was if you had some sort of pathology, sort of like Star Trek. Remember Star Trek, you know, Dr. McCoy, and he waved his little scanner across your body. Well, that was because he was reading the nanotech inside of the human. When you're looking at the uh, 4D or 5D printer, which is the teleporting device, and you see all that snow because they're trying to show you that the person's molecular structure is being uh, re being broken down and recompose somewhere else. Okay, that's what they're showing you. They're showing you that the inside of a person's body at that point in time is completely saturated with nanotechnology. So because the only way a teleportation device would work on a person who's alive would have to be that they would have had to be completely integrated with a, a genetic nanobiotech so they could uh, run the operating system of the DNA in the host through a buffer and transport that to another location because they can do that with 3D technology now, transferring hammers and things that they can build. So the idea was if you got sick with something, you can design a nanobiotech with the code to be able to bypass the human, not the human, the person's uh, defense mechanisms or work in conjunction with the person's defense mechanism to target the, the, the antagonist that's in the host. That was the idea. Okay. But, well, but there were drawbacks with that in the beginning and still is. What happens was when you take, when you have a nanobot, that's carrying a payload of fullerenes to go in 
to establish a network around the whatever's antagonizing the, the immune system or the body, once it discharged the antagonist, what happened to the nano? It stayed behind. And so as a result, over a period of time, it, it begins to re-network in the system using proteins and carbs and lipids to establish um, a bio, bio integration with, with the technology. So there were some understood, and, and this is why so many of us are having uh, nano poisoning, nanobiotech. So when we're looking at a lot of the things that go that he's talking about, they always tell you, and it's always been the case ever since I've been alive, since the Second World War, you know, that everything was done for the benefit of mankind, yet everything has always been weaponized. We're seeing the full effect of this bioweaponry or bioengineered weaponry using genetics and nanotechnology with lipid nanoparticle to, uh, uh, construction that is now being released and entering into the DNA, which, again, you cannot get out. Because what happens is everyone's thinking they're removing some kind of solid substance or some sort of solid matter. They're, what you're what they're not getting is when the lipid nanoparticles get inside the DNA, it downloads right directly into the DNA, like this guy's talking. So there's no amount of frequencies, no amount of, of, of uh, unless you have an AI operating system to be able to, to break down that code, is going to pull that out. There's no amount of herbology is going to work on it. There's no amount of uh, homeopathy is going to work on it. That's all bullshit and sensationalism. All these frequency devices that are out there isn't going to do it. This is why I say even with the stuff I'm, I've come up with, not to use that technology with these people who have been jabbed because we don't have any fucking idea what they have going on. None. Okay. This is very complex. Um, Oh, I'm sure they do, but we don't know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like any other operating system. They they have programmed it unless they programmed it. I mean, in one respect, they may have something for their, themselves just in case they get get hit with something. If you're up, if you're up that far in the food chain, yeah, you, you probably have access to some kind of a, a, a neutralizer. But for the general population, if they're trying to kill us, there will be no antidote. Why would they have an antidote? They're not, they're not planning on preserving you or saving me or anybody else. They want to get rid of you, you know. So the other day I was talking, and I've been noticing something that I, because I'm seeing a lot of stuff um, being displayed as entertainment, and I'm beginning to think more and more they're, replacing people already and have been for quite some time, maybe for over a century, with robotoids or clones uh, in the system. And they're slowly phasing out the real people. Uh, well, we have to make our own antidote. I mean, just like anything else, you know, for us to uh, do anything, we have to fight for anything that we have. And we never, it's ne nothing ever comes easy. And that's all by design. You know, I mean, you look at the last hundred years, we shouldn't be 
we shouldn't be in the situation we're in. And again, as far as resources goes, that's such bullshit what they tell us about how there's so little resources. We have the resources just controlled by a handful of people that don't want to, don't, they don't want to be removed from power. They want to make sure everybody else commits suicide, but yet I don't see any of them standing at the head of the line. Oh, I'll do my part. I'll save the planet. You know, apparently a lot of celebration and uh, politicians have, have clones. Well, there may be more than just that. I'm thinking what we're seeing is only the surface. I think there's probably a lot of people have been replaced. So think about this for one second. Why would you use a PCR test on people? It's to collect their DNA. You know, why would you need to be collecting people's DNA if they're going to be dead? Because you're going to bring either them back or a combination of their DNA with somebody else's DNA. You know, in the serial Walking Dead, they saw that the elite had an antidote to zombie, but at the end, it was not good enough and it had side effects to kill. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think if they have an antidote, because this is how I'm seeing it, if we're having an invasion force coming through an interdimensional portal, and all these uh, politicians and celebrities who are working with this alien presence, what will they need them for once they're here and they've conquered the planet? What would they need them for? You know, what? You remember watching The X-Files? And when you got near the last season, the 10th or 9th and 10th season, you got to see what there were, what a lot was really going on, why everything was so secretive. Because for 40 years, they had been working with an alien species that had taken their children to study their DNA. And it prevented an earlier invasion that would have taken place a lot sooner. So, and again, I think that was a predictive program happening. Something like that may actually happen. Again, when I, when I was reading Revelation 6, I saw that the heavens had opened up and the stars from heavens fell, to, fell onto the earth. Right behind them was Jesus. Right behind them was Christ. So uh, this war is going to be is going to be fought here. Um, I think they're going to go. I I think they're already starting it. Then 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 Trump has some kind of space thing going on. You know, just a thought. All right, let me continue this because I think, again, yeah, Space Force. There you go. So, I mean, things are happening that we're not even aware of. I'm just presenting this part of it, the genetic molecular nano interface part of this and part of the, the um, invasion of our bodies to, to make us host for whatever they want to put inside of us. You know, this is going right back to the days of Noah. You know, in the days of Noah, they were one mind and one language. They were already, they were already conquered back then and were under some kind of um, neural link way back then. It's not just PCR tests when they collect your DNA. I know someone who has arrested in the UK and in the police station, they took, oh, for sure, it's not the only way, but it's the major way they got the whole planet to surrender their DNA. Look, in China, they were taking DNA samples from their asshole. They're driving through a booth and they're swabbing their asshole. They're taking all kinds of DNA and they got all the these DNA samples already stored. You know, 
um, from yeah, from blood tests. But our DNA may have changed or become altered because you got to remember our DNA. Wherever they take our DNA at this point, they would have to manipulate the DNA to, uh, for a younger version of you. So if they go back to your hostels where you were born, if they were taking DNA samples back then or blood samples back then, they would have it there too. But to get a full-blown copy of you right now, they would need the DNA that's currently currently here. You know, they extract it from your gut, your stomach, which has the highest concentration of it, and they can make another one just like you. Like the complete uh, autonomous drone aircraft that flies around. Yeah, the X-1, okay. Five flights longest uh, was around 800 days without landing. Who knows how that's been weaponized? Well, you look at um, look at um, Jay Tuck. AI is killing us. He has shown you a drone flying, bunch of drones flying above the earth that are taking one million picks per, per minute or per second. Some phenomenal speed. One million. Why are they taking? Why are? Why is so much emphasis being done on the planet? Basically, they know everything about this planet. Whoever's controlling that technology knows everything about this planet no, better than we do, because they they're able to access this planet with that kind of technology. So, like I said, things ain't what they appear. Nothing is what it appears. And like I said, I believe half of this shit that's being sold today. In the health food industry, all these frequency devices it may not be from us. Maybe from military, maybe from some ET. But lab is again, I believe, is an experimental to see how, what the effect is going to be on the DNA. And you have to understand that inside of each and every one of you, you're loaded with nan nanotechnology. Antichrist will fight. Will fight and. Save mankind from ETs that stick that attack us, but he will insist we comply with his Satan rules. Um, I don't think so. I think the Antichrist is part of the invasion, to be honest with you. The alien, the ETs are not ETs in the sense that we're little green men. I think the ETs are from the pit of hell or from the abyss. That's my thinking on it. You know, again, how I'm reading the scripture and how I see how I see what it's saying. Because they want to manage to open the portals with CERN. Not just CERN. Uh, from what I read a couple months ago, there's more than one um, collider. I think there were like 13 at the time, and they're all over the place. Can, can you imagine uh, a doorway opening up everywhere at the same time? We'd be smoked. You know, we'd be smoked. There's actually a cartoon a JLA cartoon where they fight a invading force that opens up portals all across the planet, terraforming, terraforming the planet to suit their environment. And the superheroes obviously save the day kind of thing. But again, it, the cartoons are giving you a predictive program of how this is going to happen. Those beings have been written about in the Bible and books uh, omitted from the Bible. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think the book of Enoch or the book of Jasher should have been removed. I think those books should have been in, stayed in the Bible. You know, But again, powers that be wanted to keep mankind in a state of stupid, uh, a sleep state. I don't, think, I don't think mankind has ever been more asleep than it is today. 
you know, walking to get an injection with a boogeyman that hasn't been validated, and now they're walking around with a fucking mask. I was just at a store today. The majority of people were not wearing a mask, but I saw the odd person in the store having a mask on. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> the boogeyman's coming for you. <laughs> you better behave or he's going to abduct you in his spaceship and take you to some far-off planet and dissect you. You know. Unbelievable. All right, let me continue with this because I think, uh, like trying to stop mosquitoes with a, yeah, there you go. Uh, let me continue with this because I think it looks pretty good. And again, it seems to be pretty informative. Uh, this will be, the link will be on uh, the show as well. So uh, again, uh, let me carry on. Hold on, let me get back to it. Here we go. kind of fun. Now, we've built it, we've coded it, now we've got to get it into our target humans. Couldn't help it, had to have some fun with that one. So, a couple of facts from science. Top left-hand side, that entire set of screens is actually an electron microscopic level analysis of nanotech in action. We talk about semi-complex machines. What they're actually doing here is they've taken a carbon nanotube with additional single-walled nanotube technology and applied heat to it. The heat in this case tells the molecular tail to move. In other words, now I have the capability through using electromagnetic forces to move the nanotube robots around your body. This is fact, not fiction which is great until you realize that, oh, I know I've got hold of electromagnetic stuff, so God only knows what I could do to somebody's body if I played with it. Bottom right-hand side, starting to teach these things how to actually code themselves. So we're providing a level of awareness to the technology. The upside of that one as we inject it into you, it's actually got to figure out what the hell it's got to do, where it's got to go. It has to make decisions itself. Simple logic gates made more complex with simple programming languages. Okay, this goes back to what we've been saying to you from the beginning. Okay, it can self-assemble, self-replicate, self-repair. It has absolutely the ability to adapt to any environment. And the materials are, again, if we're talking carbon, okay, just simple carbon, on a nano scale, it has 100 times the strength of steel and it's three times harder than diamond. And if you get into diamine and carbon, they're nine times harder than diamond, 300 times stronger than steel. So now you know what you're up against, okay? Now, when you're using this technology that I showed you, whether you're spiking, whether you're surging, whether you're using a triangle, whether you're using a bucket, what you're creating is a disruption, a disruptive effect on its operating systems and on its um, orientation. In other words, if they are one nanosecond apart, because that's how they measure nano, they measure it by 
they don't measure it by distance because it's just too small to measure, but they measure it by time. So if you're one nanosecond apart and you hit him with an EMP pulse, EMP, or multiple EMP pulses, like with the bipolar coils that we're using in the triangle and in the bucket, what winds up happening is you have a multiple field hitting these things at the same time, erasing their objective, erasing their programming, and then they can make contact. When they make the contact, so sometimes when you see the stuff comes out, come out of you, you'll see this black, charred, uh, ash-like material. And if you look closer with a scope, you will see tiny little balls, like metallic material. Those are bots that you've blown all to hell. Now, with the surge and the spike, since you're running high voltage through the body, through either a spiking effect or a surging effect, uh, what winds up happening there, because you're hitting this thing with such an overload, it literally causes them to literally explode. They fry, they cook. There's no chance for anything to replicate, repair. It's completely obliterated. So in both cases, using the uh, biotechnology that we're using, because again, it's using for our biology and taking out the technology, we're literally eliminating any operations, any access, any chance to replicate or repair. We're making, making them make contact. They are, the, they are their own worst enemy. When they're in unison like that, they are a formidable force. But at the same time, because they're in uniformity, it's like a set of dominoes. You hit one, they all fall. That's the nature of this technology, and that's why it works. So you're either putting them to sleep, we're disrupting their communications network, we're causing them to collide, or we're causing them to have such a surge or a spike that they just explode. Many different ways of doing it. So if you're using, for instance, the spike in the triangle, or the spike in the bucket, or using the surge and the bucket or the surge in the triangle, you may see that you may expel more stuff out because as long as there's no activity to replicate and to integrate, all you have now is basically a inert component, you flush it out. Now, some will say, why can't we use that with the people that are jabbed? Because the people who are jabbed, we're not dealing with the nano, and we're dealing more or less with code. The DNA has been recoded. So it too will have similar features of the nano and, and genetics. You hit it a certain way, it may adapt. And if it adapts, it may, it may um, basically go faster, you know, expedite the operations a lot quicker. So this is why you don't play with this kind of stuff. This is why you don't uh, utilize these kind of things. A lot of these people like so selling these frequency devices to have no fucking clue what they're doing. And they have no idea what uh, dangers can transpire from not knowing what you're doing and not knowing what you're dealing with. We are dealing with something, again, that's super advanced and would have had to have some sort of D-Wave or AI technology to be able to implement the programming in there. If the LNP can hold up to 10 to the 50th power of programming, nobody did that. That had to come from a machine. 
Okay, an advanced, super advanced network or machine that could do this. And the only thing that can do something like that, as far as I know, is a quantum computer. Anything that can function at 50 million computations per quantisecond is, again, capable of producing this kind of program. And as he was explaining, and again, that was 2016. Look what six years has developed in this field. It's six years ago, they were teaching it how to program itself. Now it's writing programs, it's writing all kinds of things, it's it's updating itself. It's programming itself. This is what we're dealing with. So when I hear a lot of these people talking their shit about what they're talking about, you know. As I said, a lot of them haven't a clue. You know, a lot of them do not have a clue. This is why I say do not get sucked into some of the stupid shit that's being sold out there right now. That's why it's important that whenever you're going to buy something, the first thing you got to do is look at what you're buying and how it's going to affect nanotechnology. You know, someone's talking about terahertz, and, and I sent them all kinds of information on what happens when you hit terahertz frequencies with nanotechnology they're hung up on their toy so i'll go play with it then you know i'm not going to try to convince you and when when it beats the shit out of you then you'll come back that's usually the way it goes so the um um that's what you got to start doing anything that has to do with health today in regarding to your dna your genetic code your chromosomes that's where the key is to your your health today in this physical realm, that's that's the nuts and bolts of everything. So when I tell you don't eat, for instance, bread, why am I telling you not to eat bread? Bread has all kinds of carbon in it and all kinds of nanotechnology in it, all kinds of genetics in it, you know. So um, uh, what? There's a new thing too. I read it turns your cells to muesli, and I got scared. What is that? Where, send me the information. I'd be curious to read that. Um, it's a, yeah, that yeah, okay. The, uh, the Itera is that the one you're talking about? I Itera, Itera, whatever. Uh, I know that you are really busy, Tony. I sent you a number of emails about the spike devices, and I'm not sure you are getting them. Oh, I did. And you know what? I forgot to do it today. I had to do something else. I I, I figure it's going to cost around 200 bucks to send that thing down to you. You know, and if you want it expedited, it's going to cost you probably about 300, just so you know. Um, anyway, send me an email. It'll be at the top of my list, and I'll look at it right away when I get done with the show. And I will, um, I don't know if you wanted the spike or you wanted the, the flash drive. Anyway. Let me know again what you're looking for. I know I had I had to do it today. I knew it slipped my head. Shit. I apologize. So, yeah, send me that right away. Um, yeah, yeah. I just had an interview. Oh, both. Okay. I just had an interview with somebody about that, and um, I sent them information about it because they say it's harmless. And the, the Koreans did a study on it with... Uh, uh, mice that were exposed to this device it caused uh, skin damage and I said uh, what eight months ago not to use anything but terahertz because again it will act hyperactivate the nanotechnology and then there was another study 
where they were firing the terahertz technology inside inside of a, a whatever they were using, and the nanotechnology that was there was concentrated to amplify the frequency. Like I said, these people have no clue on any of it. So yeah, yeah, no, I I actually was going to post the interview, and I decided not to because I didn't want to advocate that technology. So um, yeah, that's that's the one that I just was talking to somebody about that shit, and I, I again I just walked away from it. Um, I have an elderly friend who has aggressive lung cancer. She did chemo once and it didn't work. They want to do chemo again. Can you tell me the remedy that she can take? To make it go away. Well, have her get on aspirin. Clean aspirin. Um, that's one of the best things you can use for lung cancer. Use vitamin C and NAC as well with it. And get on black seed. Lung cancer is a tough one to get rid of. The two toughest cancers I've seen to deal with um, is... Um, Pancreatic and lung. NAC, acetylcysteine. If you look it up, you'll find it. Uh, N-acetylcysteine. Basically, it's a cysteine combined with acetic acid. You know. No, uh, no, 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 no. I didn't say take an aspirin. I said use aspirin. Pure aspirin. That shit in the drugstore is not pure. At the end of the show, send me an email, and I'll I have it here. Where, I mean, let me know where you are, or go to a farm supply and grab it there, or go on Amazon and pick it up there. But do not use that shit in the drugstore. Um, yeah, get the veterinarian. There you go. Get the veterinarian aspirin powder, and I'd stock up on that one if I were you guys, all of you. Okay, all of you. All right, let me get back to the recording. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't going to. Um, I I thought you actually do you actually have that report? Uh, if you do, I like I I appreciate if you uh, sent me the link on my email. I'd like to see it. See if, what it what's what it. It's the terahertz frequency is not a good thing to screw with. These people are crazy, all of them. So I like I said I when I I I think I was directed there so that they would recruit me. But I, again, when I shot it down. They weren't too happy about it. So, um, and they didn't like the fact I was shooting down their toy. So, like I said, I've been at this for a long time. And this is why I'm doing the show today. Part of the reason why I was doing the show today. So, you don't get sucked in buying all this shit that they're selling you. They're telling you to buy this little pendant because it's going to uh, dis disperse, <laughs> disperse the frequencies. And I tell everybody, and I talked to somebody that was actually in the industry of, of frequencies, and he told me those things are useless. They absolutely do nothing. And most people tell me after two weeks, it doesn't work anymore. So they get past, they get over the placebo, <laughs> the placebo effect. And um, they um, uh, realize that they spend a lot of money for nothing. All right, let me get back to this because I think, like I said, this guy's been pretty good. And like I said, I'm pausing it because they're talking about what they were doing then and I'm telling you what they have now. Okay, so that you guys do not waste precious resources on bullshit. Okay, the, you know, come up with your own remedies. If you came up with your own ideas, it would be far better than what you're, what you're going to buy on the market today.
And most, and I've said this before, the health food industry is about 95% bullshit today. And just about everything they've been selling in the last five or six years has been designed to augment the effect of frequencies on the system to break it down faster. The adioclarities, the zeolites, the carbon C60s, the hydrogen, all of it. Again, it was designed, to, uh, and again, they've implemented these things because these things will amplify terahertz frequencies, 6G frequencies, 5G frequencies, uh, give you clear access to uh, voice to skull. And when you understand what these things do, then you begin to realize all the bullshit and the shame, the fame that they're telling people about this stuff is all, just, again, a smoke and mirror so they can get this shit inside of you so that once it's inside of you, then you can be hacked. Like this guy is saying, they're hacking, they're hacking people. They're putting tiny, you know how you feel sometimes at the bottom of your feet, something moving or in the palm of your hand or sometimes through your skin, you feel this biting effect. That's that shit networking your body with fuller rings or burrowing through the, through the tissue to, to lay the cable. Tony, have you seen the rice universe? Yeah. Oh, that's old. That's an oldie. <laughs> Long time ago. Everyone should see that, though. I, I think everyone should under, should go and look up the Rice University on YouTube and type in telepheresis. That will give... And you got to remember, that's 10 or 12 years old. That's when they were initiating their understanding of nanotechnology. Just by firing a frequency at the nano, and it's in a lipid, in a lipid uh, uh, medium. Just firing that frequency, it launched, <laughs> it launched, it networked. That's why I said, do not use uh, uh, spookies, rice. They've neutralized these devices with this technology. Like they said, it can think for itself. It becomes adaptive, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, there you go. I had an attack. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's true. Everybody thinks they got stuff crawling in their skin. You know, they got a parasite or what you got is technology saying, oh, look, I found a home. I'm going to create a network here. Let me build a chip. <laughs> Ding. Gotcha. All right. Let me get back to the thing. Hold on a second. Here we go. Everybody good so far? Yeah. Hang on. So what was the question? If Uh, itself, it's actually powering itself. They're self-sustained systems. So yeah. actually, I mean, not, so the question was basically, if heat or laser or electromagnetic pulses can make it do something, what's it actually powering it? It's a self-powering system. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah, I know. It's kind of fun tech. It's kind of one of those weird, oh shit, sci-fi, but it's not. That's what I love about it. The heat in this case will actually make it move in a specific direction. The electromagnetics basically make it pulse as well. So there's some fun things on it. The code on it, the chemicals on it. So, 
Let's figure out how this stuff actually gets into you. Now, drinking tainted water isn't going to work. Not at the moment, anyway. We have a stomach-to-blood barrier that, unfortunately, or fortunately, actually, cannot be passed through or cannot be bypassed. Breathing impregnated air supply. What's crazy about this one is there's a whole bunch of research. Because we're producing so many of these carbon nanotubes, there are concerns that we're breathing them in and what it's actually doing to the lung systems that we have and how it's interacting with the aorali, aori, a, the weird freaking little things that look like cauliflowers. Aveolar. There we go. Haven't crossed the barrier, but they're looking at coating it in certain types of enzymes so that it will cross that barrier. Kind of fun, but kind of scary. We're obviously not shrinking complex systems down. We're building complex systems up. So as much as Hollywood wants to go in that direction, we're not heading in that direction. Now, I will caveat all of this. We have got a hell of a long way to go. We've got fairly simple mechanisms in place. There's a whole bunch of intracommunications. There's a whole study done, I think I've got one of the pictures up on it, where they were able to do molecular communications across meters worth of just open space and air and water. They used perfume as a communication string. Oh, how do we deploy it? Take a look at the main cultivators. Healthcare facilities are putting trials in drug delivery, the focus therapy, sound, ultrasonic, and laser, some pretty cool stuff that they're doing in that one. The diagnostics. So one of the cool things on this one is having potentially something running around the body that's actually monitoring it at the same time. Kind of cool, kind of scary, unless you're somebody like us. Dental practices for crying out loud. The resins, the bonding, and then the restorative side of the world. They're all kind of happy and giddy over all this stuff. The bonding capabilities at a nanotech level, so the ability to bond material to material at each individual molecular level, which is great. Again, until you're somebody like us who goes, hey, that's awesome, but if I apply an electromagnetic force here, as opposed to here, I can glue your teeth shut. <laughs> kind of fun, kind of crazy, unfortunately kind of true. All right, scroll moment. While I drink again, can't help it. <laughs> the age-old pirates versus ninjas. It's quite simple. There is a talk like a pirate day. Enough said. All right, back to science. So let's have some fun with this. Let's actually put some of this into practice. So this is actually taken from a presentation that was given a while ago. They actually built. It's a hexametric ring. So again, not much different than the packets that we have. When you take burp sweet and you do an intercept and you go, hey, look what I can do, and you recode the packet and you send it on, you have just done the basics of a man in the middle attack. Agreed? This is the same shit. Except in this case, we're back at the molecular level. We have our keys. The receptor binding, we've got our transport, the siRNA. We've taken some of the nastiest shit out there. Hopefully, we've taken the nastiest shit out of it, and we have one of the best transportation methods known to mankind. 
Same system we do when we've done viruses and vaccines. Similar concept, take the nasty shit, use it for the best purposes, make it good, hopefully, and off we go. We have the bypass tools, the ribozymes. They're awesome. Ah, don't look at me, I'm perfectly okay as it goes swimming by the human's version of an IDS, IPS, and a firewall. I'm perfectly safe, I'm a happy packet. We have the reporting tools. This is nothing more than get the PCAP or it doesn't count. We have the payload, the drugs. In this case, a positive thing. And then we've obviously got the decoys. These are great. The endosomic disruptors. It's like having flares coming out of the back of the C-130 when shit's going down. It's awesome. What does this mean in English? It means in English is we took bird flu, one of those really kind of cool things. We banned it to multi-wall nanotubes. So we're not doing single wall stuff, we're doing multi-wall. Why? Because we need multiple sets of functionality. We fooled the body into thinking it was good. It's like, hey, no problems, this is good. It's like handing a user a USB drive. Ah, oh, don't worry, my PowerPoint's on here. Have a nice day. <laughs> 20 minutes later, shell accepted, thank you very much. We have the propulsion system to move it in the body. In this case, it was using near-field communications. We've got the tracking method and the monitoring again. Now I know where it is in the body, now I know what it's doing in the body. We've got the capability to deliver drugs. And if we're nice, we drop the drug into a cancer cell, right into the freaking cell. The first set of these things that they actually built they were able to find the cell and literally highlight the cell. So the physician, doctor, whatever you want to call them, was able to sit there with laser and just beat the shit out of all the wrong cells. Nowadays, they've taken it one step further. And that's great until you look at somebody like me who goes, well, fuck that. Let's hack the system and drop it into a red blood cell. And I drop your red blood cell count to, oh, I don't know, zero. There's all sorts of Google documents that say how bad that is. <laughs> all right. So here's some fun shit. You can make your own communicator at the molecular level. 100 bucks buys you this tech. Give or take a bit. You can actually do molecular level communications. Do some research. It's freaking awesome. 2013, bunch of guys up north of here, first guys to actually did it. The first thing they sent was, oh, Canada. I'm like, come on. Seriously, in a thousand years' time, I'm going to be like, I'm the first person to do this. Yeah, that ain't pretty. But you can get this stuff. So you want to start practicing and messing with the future? Have at it. Who cares about whether you've got wireless signal or whether you have any kind of 3G capability? You can use this. Now, the fun thing about this is they're actually using some of the molecular communications and some of the more critical infrastructures, specifically areas where any kind of cellular or radio communications is either banned or is likely to cause all sorts of interesting things like explosions. So they've now figured out how to do this. They can actually run it across a room at least. Kind of pretty cool. So the supporting tech that we have on this, 
take a look. So if you're interested in this, if this is something that's like, hey, it actually could be kind of freaking cool. Take a look at the manufacturers, basically the guys that are making the carbon nanotubes, the various other types. There's all sorts of other types of nanotube technologies they're building because they all have different properties. The research institutes, they're putting a ton of papers out. Now, most of them, if you go to the website, they're like, hi, you can borrow this for 24 hours for 50 bucks. You know, if you take the, you take the PDF and you Google it, you'll find it for free. And if you don't get hold of me, I'll find it for you. <laughs> Understand, take a look at the communications. Nano antennas. Holy shit, these things are freaking awesome. They're like, do you, how many of you guys have seen the, um, like the self-serve uh, machines where you get the bottles of Coke and shit out of them, where the credit card's in there, and they got that stupid little antenna on there? They basically mimic nano antennas after that. It's about three to five nanometers across, but it looks exactly like the same one that's on the top of the Coke machine. Awesome things to play with. Take a look at the healthcare and dental industry. I know we've beaten them up enough over the last couple of years because they keep losing all of our shit, but it's actually fun. They're doing a ton of research in this. There's some actual real positive stuff that's coming out of this, but with anything, you've also got the likes of us who go, hey, that's really cool. Look what I can do to it. Molecular electronics. If you haven't messed with it, grab the Arduino, plug it in, have fun with it. Speed up on GE. So the other cool stuff with this one is they're not just looking at it for uh, like the regular stuff we talk about, hacking humans. The capability at a metallurgical level, at a molecular level, a meta metallurgy, is that the right word? Yeah. So basically all the high-speed engines, all the supersonic engines, all the shit that's meant to go like Mach 10, Mach 12 and above, all the heat properties on the metal surfaces, they're looking at the nanotech there which is great until you look at somebody like us who goes, look at what I can do and introduce a flaw into the system that you won't find until it's too late. Yeah, nanotechnology in food. <laughs> we thought we had problems with GMO. This shit's gonna get nasty. At the moment, what they're looking at doing it, you know how, God, when was the BPA issue? Was that four, five, six, seven years ago? <clears throat> when they had the issue with the leakage, it was the plastic coating leaking into the water, wasn't it? All right, give or take a bit. So they're looking at basically having the nanotech technology be a better lining inside maybe glass and metals and everything else, which is awesome until you start looking at the consequences of that. Or you start going, okay, so what are you using as your method of actually, what is the base underlying technology you're using? Are you lining my basic water bottle with bird flu? Not good, I don't like that idea. And then nanotech in agriculture. And I didn't finish my sentence because it must have been two something in the morning and I forgot. I think it was like all your lettuce belongs to me or something like that. I did, however, put a slide up there for nano agriculture. For those, I think there's a couple of videos out there with me talking about poning cows and shit, but this was like a follow-on. So they're looking at doing a whole bunch in base, not just ag, but processing, packaging, and supplements. Which, again, is kind of cool-ish. 
I like getting my red meat, which gives me my iron and all this shit. I don't need you injecting nanotech into my red meat so I get more iron in my system. Leave my crap alone. But they're not going to. So from an awareness standpoint, that's something we want to take a look at. From a security standpoint, we really want to take a look at that shit. So we go back to research again. We go back to us taking it upon ourselves, no different than the IoT village. When you come and sit down in front of the IoT village and there is a nest box in front of you, don't just look at it and hope it will walk up to you and go, hi, I'm a nest. Grab a screwdriver, grab the Dremel tool and beat the living crap out of it <laughs> until it submits. And it's the same way that we do research. Take a look at anything that you're researching. Do the open source, do the human, do the SIGINT. Look at the forums. Okay. As he mentioned about the food, I wonder who's been telling you about the food for a while. I, it slips my mind that the food itself would be saturated with this technology. Now, the nano antenna he's talking about is not just for Bluetooth. You have nano antenna throughout your, all your bodies. You'll be pulling it out. When you pull it out, if you press it through the skin, it will look like a curved hair. And you may see at the ends of the antenna a whitish material. That is your protein. And all that's assembled around are the nanoparticles that are inside your body that it used to construct that antenna. You know, so... Um, Well, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that product, but you got to remember something. When someone's got cancer, that isn't going to do much. And a lot of these cancers that people are having in the lungs is a result of nano buildup in the lung tissue. You got to get that to expel out. So what you're using is a, is a lung support. It's got about 20 different herbs. I'm familiar with the product. It does work. For people who have asthma and emphysema and things of this nature. So you have to, again, keep that in mind. You know, what we're doing here and why and why, why you need what you need. So when you're looking at what he's saying about the food. Putting nano into the food supply. They've been doing that for quite some time. Uh, I think... There was a site called Bye Bye Blue Sky. I don't know if it's still up anymore. I know she's moved on. But we had on there already years ago fruit like bananas, peaches, two sets of apples, cherries, and uh, pears. All loaded with nano. We even had pictures on there where we were showing a, we're using a, uh, uh, um, a fish tank aquarium filter. Had three, three stage filter. You know, and regarding to the three-stage filter, it filtered out three out of four materials. We're using a non-alcoholic wine from Germany, and it couldn't filter it. All the metal went in and came back out the other end. So when we are looking at the stuff that we're dealing with today in regarding to what we're dealing with, everything has to be tied to nano. 
because that's the epigenetic that's causing all the problems. You know, microplastics are on the nano scale that's been out there for six decades, which have now saturated the soil, causing all kinds of, of uh, hormonal, hormonal, hormonal duress, metal in the air, metal in our food, metal in our fruit. When I go and look at avocados today, most of the time I never buy them because every time I look at an avocado, I can, without a lens, I can spot the nano on the fruit. I can spot it on an apple. I can spot it on an orange. I can spot it on a pear. Uh, with the berries, I would need a scope, but I can show you on the berry how, when you look at a cherry during the season, the cherry looks nice, shiny, red, and smooth, doesn't it? You know, it looks so good. You want to just, you know, eat a cherry. When you look under a scope, it looks like it was hit by a meteor storm. When you see the impregnations in the in the cherry with a 60x lens, and you, if you and if you really blow it up, let's say a, a 1200x scope, it looks like a it looks like it's been hit by a a um, like I said a meteor storm. The indentations in in the cherry is is huge. We peeled off a banana years ago. Looking at the at the nano, the outer skin of the banana was saturated, and we thought, well, maybe perhaps because the banana skin is pretty thick, it wouldn't get through. We had to literally cut off an eighth of the banana all the way around. By the time we cut off the, the, the stuff from the banana where we didn't see the nano anymore, there wasn't much left of the banana. The shit loves carbon; it feeds on carbon. That's why carbon C60 is not a good idea. Everything that they have advocated for the last, I'd say, eight to ten years with these products that they've come up recently has all been designed to hijack you, to make you more susceptible to the frequencies that they're emitting out there through the, through whatever means they're, they're hitting you with, and to further uh, compromise your immune functions and your immune functionality. That's why I say what I say to a lot of you, and a lot of people just don't get it, this guy is making it a lot clearer. Maybe he's more uh, eloquent in his presentation to give you a, a better perspective. But, and I never saw this guy until this week. Somebody sent me this video just, just this week. And I looked at it, I thought, well, this is interesting because he's, again, he is getting into the same thing I've been saying, but he's getting into it with a nitty gritty. Now you know what you're up against. Now you know that you are in a war. And you have to understand the wars from within and from without. All these jackasses and F-tards out there trying to sell you a product that's going to pull something out of you or make you are going to energize your body or energize whatever. You have to be very, very, very careful with what you are buying. You know, the, uh, Mary, I think her name was Mary. She mentioned the idea thing. I just had somebody, again, contact me about it in an interview. Like I said, I didn't even play the interview. I'm not even going to post it. The uh, It was a good interview, but again, um, I don't want, I didn't want, feel like I need to advocate that kind of, that kind of uh, MLM. So, uh, but th these terahertz frequencies are just as dangerous as any other. And they're even more so because they are even smaller and tighter than the, than the previous frequencies. When you get into the gigahertz, they're, they're bigger. You know, they have an impact and they're dangerous. But when they, this is the thing about the nano world. Everything is inverted. The smaller the particle, the more lethal it is. 
because the way it works, the smaller the particle, the more you can pump into an area. And the more you can pump into the, in an area, the more dangerous the area, the more dangerous the, um, the targeting becomes. And this is where you have to kind of reverse your thinking. Everyone's thinking bigger is badder. Bigger is stronger. Okay. That's the thinking. You know, I got a 90-pound sledgehammer. It can do a lot of damage, but you get a million nano, nanoparticles or a million nanites inside this, the system, it completely, it completely disintegrates whatever you hit it, whatever it's hitting. That hammer can crush, but the other can disintegrate. That that's like comparing, you know, a nuclear bomb to a firecracker. That's what they put out there. And you have to also understand too and realize that in the very beginning, when they started playing with this shit, they didn't know what they were playing with either, and they released a lot of this into the environment. So this is where the quote unquote more gallons came from. More gallons was not a whatever they, they, they called it, it was a, the, the effect of the nanotechnology being exposed to the environment and it was programming the environment to create what it was creating. That's the real cause of what we're seeing. There is no more gallons, it's nano poisoning or nanobiotech, you know. I wonder how prevalent picometer, oh yeah, big time. <laughs> big, go, go past picometer, go past picometer. I came across picometer about what, eight years ago. You know, they're talking even in time, like attosecond, femtosecond, even femtoparticles, which are even smaller than than the than the uh, pico. Um, so again, it's important that you understand. Yeah, femto, atto. Uh, there's another one past that. It gets really, really. There's a there's a scale or a chart you can look online. And they've got these numbers down so small, it's it's like who come up with this, <laughs> you know? Like even with time now, I just read something the other day that they, they can get time down to something with a um, uh, starts with a Q. It even goes past attosecond, which I thought, okay, who who's I mean, where are they getting this from? Um, Oh, definitely. You know, I, I'm with you on that. You know what, Evelyn? I wouldn't want to come back to this shithole. You know, this is nothing but a shithole. The, um, all that bullshit and how they glamorize the future is Star Trek and, you know, all these space things that are out there. And, you know, it's nice. It's a nice dream. But the, the deeper we get into this tech, the more technologically advanced we become, the less of us survives you know and the more technologically we advance the dumber we get it seems like we are so effing stupid become so effing stupid and we lose all perspective of things you know tech these the way they're depicting the future tech is god tech is god you know when they when star trek says oh we gotta save the ship because that's we gotta save the ai that's what they're saying it could all be used to advance our species, but they won't have it. I, you know what, Roman? I'm not even sure anymore. And for quite some time, I am not sure that we have we are in control anymore. 
I think AI is controlling the whole planet at this point. And I believe AI is probably uh, part of the WF's uh, vision of eliminating the population. You know, um, the, the, when I was listening to a, a TV thing there, I forget what it was called. They had a scenario where they were talking about eliminating the population of people that breed like rabbits and offer nothing to society and, and just bleed to society. Where that kind of thinking would be a cold, callous, robotic-like thought process, you know, which I'm not saying it isn't true. I'm just saying that, I mean, most of us would not think that way in, in that manner. But what it's basically saying is there's a lot of people on this planet that offer absolutely no value to the to the uh, progression of this planet. So the idea is to eliminate everything, everything uh, that is not productive. That's what the this and again that's coming from a calculated machine. Uh, so. I think today we are no longer in control of the planet. It's like, it's right back to the garden again. We go right back to the garden. When Adam and Eve were in control and uh, the AI, Lucifer, comes along and basically deceives them from, uh, from being in control. That's why Jesus had to come back to restore control, proper to proper control to the proper. Well, he's in control now. He's the king. He's controlling it all. But it's the same scenario all over again, being repeated. Being repeated through deception and seduction. That's why I call this place a shithole, because it is nothing but a shithole. And it's controlled by, a, a, by an intelligence that has absolutely no use for mankind. You know. Um, well, he comes from outer space. He comes, he's an ET. <laughs> Who decides someone's value? Only he knows why he created his children. True. True. You know, uh, oh, some, see, we got people drinking in the, in the chat room here. <laughs> They have to have, they had brandy out to join them. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the links are going to be there. It'll be on the bottom. I'll have highlighted it. I would encourage you to share with anybody, anybody that's thinking about buying these these so-called high-end super-duper devices. Uh, again, you might want them here to show. There's a movie in there called The Sixth Day. Everybody should watch it to get an idea what may be going on right now. Not in the future, not in some far out time frame, right now. You know, I believe that a lot of us are being replaced without us being aware of it, you know, and, uh, and the real people are being taken out. We're already seeing that in the political realm. I'm, I'm thinking it's also happening in other realms, maybe in Hollywood. You know, sometimes the Hollywood movie stars don't seem to be aging as fast. They seem to be holding on, you know, to their youth a little bit longer. They, you know, they don't seem to be wearing out. You ever notice that? You ever notice people of, of a high level of um, power and wealth don't seem to be aging either? 
They seem to be living forever. You know, maybe it's adrenochrome, maybe. But I think it's I think it's gone beyond adrenochrome. You know, I think today what we're seeing is the robotoids are becoming more and people are becoming less. Why are they why are they harvesting the DNA? Why are they recording the DNA? That would mean that they're using that DNA maybe to create people. You got your DNA and you got somebody else's DNA and you decide to create a new version of you and the other person. You know, uh, so like I said, you may want to watch that with a different set of eyes this time. I've seen it before. And at the time I, you know, I was being entertained. I looked at it the other day and I thought, holy jump. They are showing you. Boys of Brazil in this show is showing you how easy it is to manufacture a person. That's why the Bible, that's why, you know, I did, talked about this the other day, the gospel, uh, John 3, when Jesus said one must be born of water and the spirit. We're talking genetics here. We're talking genetics. They got companies right now that are harvesting babies in, in a containment. He's, Jesus is talking about real people and how they're, again, you're being born, right? You're coming, to, you're coming into a sack filled with water. And then you have God's spirit inside you. That makes you a real person. These other things, I have no idea what the hell they are. But like I said, if you pay attention that Jesus was even speaking genetics to Nicodemus, who was, again, a high priest and, again, was, would have been versed in science. So he explained it to him on his level. Imagine that. Imagine that. Carpenter, speaking genetics. Ooh, ain't that interesting? Um, where are we at? Okay, I agree with you, Tony. Uh, robotoids are definitely taking over, and people are becoming uh, less. Hence, uh, there's more evil in this world. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. Most people would not be just crazy to go to war or to do whatever. Watch that movie, The Sixth Day. I encourage you to watch it. You know, watch it on the, there's a free movie thing. I, I Again, if you pop up that free movie, you may see something pop up where some gal's wiggling her ass or shaking her boobs. Just delete that or hit X that and go back to the movie and turn it on. You know, that's, that's the price of getting some of this shit. And watch that with a different set of eyes. A whole different set of eyes. Okay, we're near the winding down point. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, I always say at the end of these shows, read the gospel, read what Jesus had to say, you know, see what he, what he was doing, what he, how he was talking. You know, I encourage you to read the gospel, read the book of Revelations again, you know, the interdimensional war, it's all there telling you what's coming. You know, um, the, um, the, again, get the gospel to you. That's the covenant that, that you want to be reading about, especially if you don't know anything about the Bible, that's where you want to start. All right, up in the top here, you see in the about section, you got all kinds of people in there. If you need any help in regarding the frequencies, nano, or just general uh, health, contact anybody there you want. Support them any way you can. If you can offer support, please do so. If you can't, don't worry about it. Share the show, share the information, and share these links. All righty. Until the next segment. Well, I shouldn't say that right yet. We're still here by the grace of God. So until the next segment, to your health, share the, share the show. Take care.